All right, this is a shot of politics. I am your host, John McGowan. We are live at the Volstead in downtown Jacksonville. Uh, tonight's topic is actually going to be global warming. And Robbie's here. All right, the party's definitely started now. So for those of y'all that aren't familiar with a shot of politics, uh, a shot of politics is basically we build as uh, drunk history meets crossfire. Uh, what we do is we debate political issues, uh, national issues, and uh, the participants do have a two-drink minimum in order to, to play along. I think they've already hit that already, which is, which is a rare feat to start out that far along. Uh, so tonight we are joined by, by Kyle and, uh, and Wyatt, and they'll be debating global warming. And if anybody out in the audience feels like they need to buy them a drink at any point... <laughs> You feel free to do that. Um, Straight up, neat only. <laughs> nice. So, uh, also, if at any point in the debate, anybody in the audience wants to ask a question, man, the bar is loud tonight, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are. They are. Yep. You know what? You get you get you get a set of councilmen and his staff here, and they can't they can't keep it down. Maybe we can get Robbie to fire him up. Yeah, that's what we need. Hey, Robbie. So, let's start. You know, we're talking about climate change tonight, and let's start with the where I usually start in these debates. The wording, the semantics of it, because it was global warming, then it was climate change, and then it's man-made climate change. What do y'all want to call it tonight? Well, it's it's always been uh, anthropogenic. It's always been man-created. We've always we've always recognized that. But um, the term has changed from uh, global warming to climate change, um, and that's really to take account of the fact that. Um, even though the surface temperature and water temperature are rising and increasing, um, there might be secondary and tertiary effects to um, other parts of the Earth that might actually cause other parts to, to cool instead of warm. So that's why it's global warming instead of, or that's why they call it climate change instead of global warming. Well, I mean, <laughs> let, let, let's be honest, though. If we're talking about climate change, climate change at the end of the day is not just man-made because man hasn't been here forever. I mean, we're talking about the Earth. We're talking about global climate change here. It's not man-made. Nothing's man-made at the end of the day. God created man. At the end of the day, when we really break it down, this is all set up by God. This is all set up by what we have in front of us with the Earth changing, everybody adapting. It's a cycle. We're talking about the Earth developing. We're talking about new elements. Uh, not elements. That's not the right word. We're talking about new scenarios being played out, and these are simply cyclical in nature. At the end of the day, this is not man-made climate change, because man-made climate change doesn't exist. It's climate change, period. How, how are you uh, basing your understanding of the, the difference in temperature over the past million or so years? Um, because you're saying that, that um, you're saying that the climate's always been changing, Man has nothing to do with it, right? I'm not saying man doesn't have anything to do with it. Okay. So, so you're, you're, you are saying that, that man can affect the, the change in the climate. The weight of the earth is changed by one ant. But one ant does not amount to so much that it's having an impact. Okay. So the inverse argument is a bunch of ants, a ton of ants, weight-wise, has an effect. Yes, man has an effect on climate to some degree, but that degree is so small that it's simply a factor in global climate change. Right. So, but you're saying that it's a insignificant factor, that there, that there is the possibility that, that man can affect 
the outcome of the climate, but that what we're doing right now is insignificant. Is that correct? I think at the end of the day, what man does has an impact on climate. However, I think that at the end of the day, it's all a part of a cycle. The same way that forests grow, the same way that grass can take over forests, the same way we saw 66 million years ago when grass created the largest global deforestation, which has been one of the hot topics on and off over the past couple of decades, grass, which anybody that has a front yard knows that trees typically kill grass, grass killed the most forest area back 66 million years ago, and that's what we have today. And so at the, when we break it down, yes, there's an impact, but it's all a part of that cycle. Okay. Uh, but if, if you want to make the, the argument that, that grass is what attributed to the massive decrease in, in carbon dioxide, um, are, you, are you aware that about 70% of the carbon actually gets sequestered into the ocean? Well, all right, so time out. So that, that, that's where the skepticals come in here and there. You've taken what I've said as to be a part of a cycle to immediately jump to carbon dioxide. We can get to carbon dioxide, but the point that I'm making is that this is all a part of the Earth's cycle. We are a part of the Earth. We are mammals that are on the Earth the same way that there is fauna on the Earth, and that fauna has changed, and we've developed certain things that... Sorry, my mic's... All right, am I better now? All right, so the, the, the part of this cycle has to do with the adaptation of the Earth and that which is upon the Earth, and what is upon the Earth right now is man. And so the same way that grass created a large deforestation, we have man now that is causing different changes. And that's where we're at. And that's what the liberal agenda wants to put out there, that we are making such a great change that the earth is going to burn up in 100 years, which every time we get to their tick marks, we get to 2012 when the polar ice caps were supposed to melt. We, we, we change from arguing that this is global warming to global climate change. That's where we end up. Okay. But your argument... On the fact that, did you say that the grass, uh, what, what were you, how did you phrase it? That grass... Uh, grass created a large deforestation okay. back about 66 million years ago. Okay, and, and how did that affect uh, the variation or the change in temperature on the planet? I, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I don't know what these specific temperatures were at, at that specific time, but the history and what, what the scientists have developed at this point has led to showing that we have global change, and yes, has the, the climate changed each, in each era, each time, on a variation the same way we have seasons? Yes, but, but it, I'm not saying that because the grass took over the forest, we had ab abnormally hot temperatures the same way that man comes in now and removes trees to build things, and we have larger temperatures now as the liberal agenda and Al Gore wants us to believe. But you're, you're talking about the fact that grass created deforestation, but you're not talking about the fact that what that had to do with, with the environment, what it had to do with climate change. How does, how does that connect? How does deforestation because of grass attribute to a variation or a change in temperature? Well, if we back up to when this really became the hot topic issue, that was one of the biggest things that the liberal agenda wanted to push is that we're cutting down too many trees. We're killing the rainforest. We're taking out areas and we are ultimately killing the earth and we're not by by, okay. by us doing the deforestation the same way that the earth has deforested i'm going to make that term now the earth deforested itself at some point is all just a part of the cycle and so to get back to the main point of where we're at 
the temperature changes up and down. It is simply a cycle. If the ocean is actually one of the largest carbon sinks available, if, if the ocean actually sequesters 70% of the carbon that's emitted, then deforestation would actually have a small effect, not a large effect. Okay. I mean, all right, so, so let's talk about the ocean, and I wish more of the liberal scientists would focus on the ocean because the ocean debunks half of their theories. I mean, we get climate gate all over again, but, but the OHC, the ocean heat content, completely debunks that right now we are actually the coldest we have been when we back up over 66 million years. The ocean let, me, let me retract that because I can see you wincing at that. We are not the absolute coldest we have been. Over that 66 million year period, we are well below the mean average of temperatures when we take the ocean heat content. And that is probably, I mean, everybody knows that water holds temperature better than anything else versus ambient air. That is what determines across the board over 66 million years what we're talking about. And the scientists through ClimateGate, when we saw the emails where they came out and said, look, this is what we need to push. We can't release this. We can't release that. We have to push our agenda. Let's cut it off at November. Let's not cut it off at December. And we end up in a position where you have an agenda that's being pushed. That's, that's the problem we have with the, the climate change studies. Okay. So is, is this liberal com conspiracy only being pushed by the United States? Absolutely or, not. Okay. So there's, there's other countries around the world that are also, that are also a part of this liberal conspiracy to promote climate change. Absolutely. You're, okay. We saw it. I mean, we, <laughs> saw, we saw everything okay. fall out. But, I mean, you have to understand that this is a pretty large conspiracy to, to keep under wraps and to perpetuate, right? This is a huge conspiracy that you're talking about, It right? was predominantly four scientists that, that, that sat down and, and were the, the basis of ClimateGate. And, and you've got the UN that wants to push all these regulations. And so, yes, you're right. It's a large topic. It's a huge, it's a global topic. But okay. at the end of the day, it, it's four scientists that were pushing this agenda and saying, we don't want these other five scientists who have a legitimate point to be a part of our party. They can't come to my birthday because they're going to debunk my theory. Okay. So, so let's, what do, what do these scientists have to gain from advancing climate change? Oh, they're Money. Making, right. Okay. Money. So, All day long, it's right. money. So do you, do you know who actually researched and studied and found climate change to be, to be an actual ongoing hypothesis? Do you know who, who actually studied it first? The 1%. No, actually, you're actually partly true. It was, it was ExxonMobil. So ExxonMobil, right. So ExxonMobil was actually the first company that actually studied it themselves. They're a private entity, right? So are you, are you going to disagree with ExxonMobil and say that they, they did not discover climate change and it's all bunk? All right, so let's talk about who funds what studies. Do you want to know who the number one predominant factor, the, the one Wait. company, or not, not the one company, the one industry that puts the most money towards preventing drunk driving? It's the alcohol industry. They do it because it's what feels good. They do it because that's what makes people comfortable with drinking. It, may, it makes people feel, feel comfortable with drinking and driving. By the way, Mom, I'm not driving tonight. All right, we got a question from the audience. Sure. Or a comment, at least. I just wanted to say, did, did ExxonMobil found weather? Did they, did they come up with the, you know, 
how weather changes, or what are you saying that ExxonMobil found? Are you saying they, they they discovered weather? They they came up with a hypothesis for for climate change. They well, actually they yes. did research. Yes, climate does change. Okay, but but they found that there was anthropogenic changes caused. Can you, can you define an anthropogenic? Caused by humans. So why would why would ExxonMobil be researching this? Why would they be researching this as a private company that deals with producing fossil fuels? Why would they ever be researching and trying to understand climate change? My, my, my hypothesis, uh, at the end of the day, popularity. And, and, and what the crowd said just a minute ago was money, and, and popularity is money. They want to appear to be the responsible energy company. Okay, okay. So, so do you only ever go to the responsible gas station? I, I mean, if, if there's a BP, I normally go to the BP. It doesn't really make any sense to me to go to the more responsible gas station. I don't really care about that. I'm just trying to get gas, right? Sure. To me, that, doesn't, that, that argument doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Do, do you disagree that people go to BP because they believe they are cleaner? I, like that's that's not a, a concern or really like a thought of mine. For I'm buying you. I'm buying gasoline, and in fact, I if you think about anyone else that's going to be go, going out and buying gasoline, what are their concerns about buying gasoline? Am I going to be buying the 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 lowest emission gasoline? Like, well, sure. I mean, you you could you could go to advertising and you could break down every possible aspect of it and say that yes, this person is only going to buy this product because. Their daddy, when they were three years old, told them that Fords always break, and so they only buy a Chevrolet. But at the end of the day, we're looking at a company that is, is exploring every aspect to gain money. So, yes, they did, avenue, they, they did go down that avenue to say that let's explore this research product, and we can promote that we're the cleanest. We can also promote that Britney Spears only shops at BP, and I guarantee you there's one person in this room right now that will say that they will only go to BP if that's where Britney Spears goes. That is not the common consumer, but there are people out there like that. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> right. I did not pay him for that. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's a, a pretty small niche, and for for a company that's going to be selling billions and billions of dollars a year on gasoline, I don't think that that's a really uh, a huge marketing ploy for them. Hey, hang, hang on, let me, let me let me jump in on this. So. It, that may be a small section of Britney Spears lovers. It's getting smaller by the year unless you're in Vegas. But the point is, when people look at a spray bottle that cleans their pet's poop, clean for the radio. Uh, they, this is a podcast. You, this is a podcast? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that cleans pet shit, including my dog. Ooh. Do I buy the product that says pet friendly? I'm, I'm making the bunny ears here at this point. Or do I buy the stuff that just says, I'll clean this up? Well, I, I buy the stuff that says pet-friendly. Is it truly pet-friendly? Is the other stuff not pet-friendly? So when we get back to BP, are we the clean gas? Sure, they, they invest that money because they can produce this study to jump up and say, well, we have the cleanest gas. I mean, why does ExxonMobil, a, 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 a petroleum company, want to research anything to find out whether or not climate change exists or climate change is a difference? They are in the business of selling a fossil fuel. At the end of the day... Why do they care about climate change? They are simply looking at advertising. It's a for-profit company. For-profit. They're not doing this for any other reason but profit. And that's fair. And that's capitalism. That's how it should be. You made a good point there about the fact that... Um, My dog shits. 
Because she does. Britney Spears, Spear. yeah. Okay, Britney Spears. That's a good point, um, too. Britney Spears shits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, there's a video but, somewhere. So, so you're saying that they, they could have come up with this theory about climate change, and they did it to be the, the more uh, PR-friendly company in order to appeal to more uh, environmentally friendly gas users. Yeah. Right? Okay. So now when they did find this information, when they did start doing their own research, did they come out publicly and say, hey, this is what we found. This might be a problem. We're trying to be responsible. We're going to tell you how we can fix this. Or do they sequester that information and not tell anyone? I don't know. They sequestered it. They did not tell anyone. The same way that the <laughs> 2012, I'm going to say it again, Climate Gate, where we have all these emails of all these important scientists from the UK, from the from US, from all over the place, saying that we need to prevent this scientist from being a part of our team because they don't agree with us, or we need to release these this data in November instead of December because if we add December, it doesn't prove our point. And, and in fact, the beginning of that email strand, by the way, if you go and look it up, they start out with, by the way, could you add $10,000 U.S. dollars? We don't want to add too much because that's we're going to have to have tax implications. They get into the money of it all. Well, hold on. We got, we got a, a member of the audience to stand here for a minute. Let's let him, and he's, well, he's chomping at the bit. Well, so I was going to argue about the whole um, Exxon keeping it hidden. Well, of course you keep this information hidden because the whole objective would be if you can corner that whole new market to green energy, you can monopolize the whole entire ethanol and green energy so, but that's what I'm saying it's not they're not doing it out of the good of like trying to save the earth they want they want to corner the monopoly so you, you can at that point you can twist twist any facts whatever you want to twist it to make your profit margin higher so like as much as like you want to say maybe there's they, they were the first ones to find it well of course maybe they're like we're not making a lot of money off oil anymore because there's a certain amount of cost and transport there's a certain amount of cost to refine it let's find ethanol maybe let's ethanol cheaper to make you can make it from corn you can refine it and maybe let's say there's some climate change that's happening, and then that way you can market that. You can do some research studies that shows that, and then you can corner the market completely over it and make more money on anyone else off of. The second point is, I th man-made climate change is what I'm really concerned about. The whole theory, which you're talking about the climate gate thing, which I understand, but what I'm really concerned about is the whole UN Paris climate change agreement. Because what concerns me is that ever since we've decided as a country to start using more economically fuel-friendly vehicles, transportation methods. Our CO2 levels are at 1990 levels right now. I, I think you've, that, that's, a kind of, that's a fact. I mean, and what I'm, what I'm thinking is I think there's a lot of motive to, for us, there's a lot of loss because we're, we're going on clean energy, but you have China and Russia who's going to keep on using fuel and coal to grow their, their, their country, and it's not a binding agreement. So if they, if they go and pollute more than we do, at the end... There's no consequences, but we're here trying to follow an agreement, and we get, we get I don't want to say shafted, but I'll say shafted at the end. So what I'm really concerned about, I, I think we all agree the climate changes, but like what I want to focus on is from you two is like man-made climate change and what is the consequences of it. So, sorry. So it was, it was a two-part position. First, we're talking about BP and wanting to sell a different product. And, and cornering the market, too. And, and cornering the market. Capitalism. Right. You should. Yeah. Absolutely. And the second part is, if we do our part, what is everybody else going to do? Right? Okay. So, I mean, let, let's, let's, let's start in the beginning. Yes. It's cornering the market. I mean, when you break it down, if I spend any money on anything, I, I, I'm, I'm an attorney. If I spend any money on proving some point 
is to prove that I'm better than every other attorney in town. And, and, and whether that produces the result that I want, yeah. If I pay somebody $10,000 to go out and evaluate what people think of me, if I put my face on a poster and they say 5%, which is probably true, I'm not going to put that poster up. That billboard is never going to exist in Jacksonville. So I am absolutely going to pay to have an evaluation done the same way that political campaigns step up and say, should I wear yellow? Should I wear a red tie? Should I name my child Donald Trump? Should I not? They're going to pay for that. And so, yeah, you're right. They are going to suppress the evidence that comes up, but that's not what I mean by climate gate. What I mean by climate gate is you have individuals that are scientists who have no political agenda, quote unquote, and they do. And that's where we end up is that we've got these scientists that are in the UN, that are in, 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 in the UK, that are in the USA, and they say, this is not the product we want. And that's the terrible part of it is you have lawmakers that are now selling a product that doesn't exist. They're selling an agenda. And that is what man-made climate change, if, if you were to look up Wikipedia, if I could edit it and they keep taking it down, it should say man-made, man-made climate change equals agenda. That's what it should be. And so we'll, we'll, if you want, let's, let's take on the first point and then I'm going to forget it. Remind me of the second point. Is, is an agenda actually a bad thing? Is that just a connotation from the word or is it just a, a plan Marilyn per- Manson had a bad agenda. Okay, okay. But again, that's, that's a connotation. You're using someone that's, that's had an agenda before, and you're applying that connotation to that word. And, but, you know, an agenda is bad. An agenda is, is an no, individual's it, perspective an on agenda, what they want, and an in- individual okay. is not thinking about anybody but themselves. An agenda is like a planner. That's all it is. It's a plan. That's it. It's a plan, it, sure. Okay, but, but to have have these connotations of an agenda. Oh, there's these, these uh, establishment scientists with an agenda. Sure, I'll give you that, right? There wait, is... wait, wait, so you're prepared right now to admit that these scientists have an agenda? Yeah, if you understand what an agenda means, it means what does it, an means, agenda it does mean not mean you? what you think it means. What does an it's, agenda it's a mean plan. to you? It's a plan, that's it. It's a plan, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's not as, as, as serious as, as you Marilyn think Marilyn Manson is. had a plan. Okay, but again, you're... you're you're using someone that was a serial killer to, to make a connotation about the I, word. I think the scientists okay. that you're supporting but, are serial killers. Okay, but I mean, don't, don't they also have agendas for, for monster truck rallies or for anything else? I, no, I'm There's, talking about an your agenda, scientists. An are, agenda we talk, is, are we talking about the beautiful people? Because that's Marilyn Manson. I can't yeah. sing, but I will absolutely <laughs> get up there. Uh, I think we got the wrong Manson to sing on there. Yeah, that's the wrong Manson. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was right the first time. Real quick. Their agenda is getting grant funding for the next year. And time out. I am well beyond my limit. I'm sorry, the debate's limit. <laughs> no, no, there's... Well, no, 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 it's, it's a minimum, not a maximum. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie never stops at the minimum. He starts... <laughs> Robbie, I might beat your record. Robbie's made a comeback. <laughs> it sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I'm okay. not going to say so, what came to mind. So you, you made the argument for they're doing it for grant funding, okay? Okay. So, I mean, there's, there's scientists that study rocks, okay? Yeah. Now, now, I mean, there's, there's tons of incredibly boring sciences out there that just like recording temperature, studying rocks, and they would get paid for that anyway. They would get paid for that anyway. And now you're, you're trying tenure. to... tenure. Okay. But, I, I mean, you're... You're going to try and throw all these buzzwords out there to try and... I, I, no, I, have, 
Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Forget the buzzword. Let's go. But but all, all of these all of these connotations and things like you're you're talking about an agenda. Sure, scientists have an agenda. They want to see the world a better place. There's there's nothing sidious about this. All right. Well, I, I agree. Scientists. Sh- hey, hang on, hang on. I got this. Let me get a minute. Let's talk about Climate Gate because I know that there is a skeptic side and I know that there's a defense to it. And as any good attorney, I have examined the defense to it, and I don't find any plausible way that you're going to beat it. And so when we break it down, do you agree with me that based on the emails we saw from ClimateGate that they had two agendas? One, to prove our point, whether that is an agenda in and of itself, but two, which piggybacks off of proving our point, to get paid. Okay. Do you think they would have gotten paid if they didn't prove what they were told to. Did you think yes, that... Yes, yes, they would have gotten paid regardless. They get they paid all the time. Paid re- okay, yes. so they would have not been fired. And I am going to pull my notes out on this one. I haven't pulled them out yet. Do you think that Phil Jones would have still had a job without ClimateGate? Proving he was wrong. Proving that he emailed all these different individuals saying, prove my point, prove my agenda. Do you think that at the end of the day, Phil Jones would have had a job... Did he have tenure? I, I don't think hey, he, I, hey, we're, that's we're important, not talking, right? We're not he talking. said he said that they they oh they would have had tenure they would have gotten grant funding what is what is it is it when is it tenure that he, Gate, that he already was going to get paid anyway when I climate mean, gate came out they said Phil Jones is not going to retire and it took him a whole I'm sorry 20 days okay to fire now, his ass okay okay because he didn't fit their agenda anymore okay but honestly like I didn't really come into this caring about climate gate because I didn't really think it was that important. Climate gate but, is okay. climate change. It is not. It is not. Because as we, as we mentioned before, ExxonMobil did their own study into climate change, correct? Can we Fair. agree on that? Okay. Fair. Okay. So it was, we already had the idea. We've already been researching this for years. Why is it different after, after climate gate? I thought Santa was real and that idea changed. Okay. Let, let, all right, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm being aggressive, and that's the attorney in me. Let me, let me, let me just, yeah, yeah. But Drown here, me, me out, please. Let me, let me just ahead, make one ahead. point. Okay. So you're, you're worried about ClimateGate as refuting these other scientists that are coming in and um, trying to debunk these, people work, these people's work because they would, they would lose their grant funding. They would lose their tenure. They would lose a whole no, bunch of things, right? No, I'm worried about ClimateGate because it shows that the proof that people are running on for this agenda is false. Okay, but you're, you're, what you were saying before... Or skewed. Okay, but what you were saying before was that um, the, the, the established scientists that are in there, they're not allowing other scientists to come in and debunk their work. That's part of it. Okay, okay. So let's say, and you said before that, you were, that you're an attorney, correct? Right. Now, I mean, what if, what if you're trying to develop a case... And um, one of your fellow attorneys is in there, um, and they're just throwing out horrible, bad ideas that have no relevance at all. That was probably me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, like, I I don't don't believe that because I I think you're a pretty good attorney. But if if someone is in there and and they're just saying, why don't, why don't we always, why don't we just go with the insanity plea, the first thing? And you're like... Why? Like that, that wouldn't work at all. And in fact, if it didn't work, we would be screwed in this case. Well, I mean, if you... I'll be honest, going into this, I, I thought we'd be playing on your territory and, and 
<laughs> I appreciate the the expertise you bring here, but you're jumping on top of my territory. This is not a good oh, idea. But but yeah, but it, to to jump into that arena, there, there are a million reasons that I argue off the wall obscure. Uh, let's take it to something that's a little bit close. Hang on a second. <laughs> As I take a drink, I was laughed at. I have lost friends over other attorneys trying the entrapment defense in a DUI. And you know what? We split the baby, which means we got half of what we wanted and half of what we didn't want because it was successful. And every attorney that I approached said, this is a terrible idea. And in criminal defense and in really in, in any law, trying an obscure argument is different because an argument is the practice of law. In science, it's not a practice of science. If you can't recreate what you have developed it's it not is. it's not settled science. And you know and, and we started this off earlier on on the Facebook and right. uh, the Facebook god I sound old on Facebook. <laughs> it, we, we, it, it, it did used to be called the Facebook when when I signed up for it the right. first year. I was only a few months behind when they created it just to be fair. But at the end of the day we we we, we take a look at it and it, it law is the practice because I can try a million different ways to get the result I need. And, you know, maybe it's not. In a liberal's agenda, maybe the practice of law is the same. You're, you're coming up with these different results from the same facts. And, and science is not coming up with different results from the same facts. Science is proving your hypotheses. And if you can't prove your hypotheses, then it's not, it's not science. But, but that's what the liberal agenda is trying to sell to us because then they can tack regulations on. Then they can... Then they can throw a bunch of taxes on top of us, and I haven't even begin to talk about the effect of let's save Mother Earth and let's put all these regulations out there to ultimately increase the 99 to 1% agenda that's been pushed over the past four years. Let's, let's back up and say, okay, fine. You know what? GM is not allowed to make a car that doesn't get more than 24 miles per gallon. Well, guess what? That car is going to cost $80,000, and people can't afford that car. So you know what? If you don't make the median income, you can't drive a car anymore. And in fact, let's go further. You can't have electricity. You need to go ahead and chop that tree down, which, by the way, you have to get a permit for, <laughs> chop, chop that tree down because we've got to worry about CO2, and then you can fuel the, 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 the warmth of your home for your children. And so now we create more class warfare because we create a divide between the poor and the rich whose daddy's paid for this or whose mommy's paid for this, which is the agenda that's been pushed since, God, I, don't, I, I wasn't even born then. And, and we end up in a society where it's the haves and the haves not. And it's not because the haves have done something wrong and have cheated their way to this position. It's because the have-nots or those who have said they were for the haves not have stepped up and said, we're going we're gonna to put this regulation in place and we're going to charge this business this much. And so they've got to hire these people for this expense and they've got to turn around and charge people this much. And now milk is $15 a gallon and we're the UK and we can't afford anything. Okay. So if... if Sorry, that was a long rant. Right. But... <laughs> It was a good rant, though. But um, now, if, if climate change was real, if it was... Climate change is real. Okay. So if it was, would you not be trying to do those things? Would you not be trying to figure out ways of, um, of, of adding that expense, either by a carbon tax or by, by finding some other way of um, paying for alternative fuel sources? How would, you, how would you mitigate the costs to transfer over? I mean, that, that's... that's I want to get back to that, but how um, would I tax people for alternative 
No, I wouldn't tax people for it because if you want alternative resources, then you go down that road. BP, the same way that you brought up the point earlier, BP at some point is going to be selling solar energy because that is going to be the hot topic of the time. The same way that the purse that somebody bought five years ago is old news, and if you wear that, you are in the bottom percentile. They are going to want the newest product, and they're going to sell that to you. If, if solar is expensive, and I know because for a house, a house might cost like $20,000 just to install solar. So it's, it's expensive. Like you're not going to just step out one day and go solar. Um, it's not because it's, if solar sells, it's not going to be because it's the hot new thing. It's the cool, it's the, it's the thing that all the cool people are doing, right? They're going to be doing it because it's necessary. ExxonMobil did all this research into climate change and they sequestered it. And we're talking about them having a monopoly on energy using alternative fuel sources. They would never have a monopoly if no one ever bought solar panels or alternative energy, correct? Yeah, you're right. They wouldn't have a monopoly okay. because nobody's buying it. But that's not, that's not the real world. That's not what we're dealing with. At the God, I keep saying at the end of the day, that's one of my biggest arguments <laughs> in court. Let me break down a business. A business hires people to make money for the company. A company is going to cut a cancer off, and I don't mean to make any fun of anybody that has cancer. It's been prevalent in my family, but you're going to cut a tumor off of something that is not producing, something that is not creating good. And so when you talk about BP being the prominent force in doing this research and presenting this, they're doing their research trying to develop a new product they can sell. And so if their research says solar energy is this, they are just crying in their beds because Elon Musk is out there saying, nope, it costs the same as a ceiling tile, and that's where we're at. Let me steer it back. Let me steer this in a different direction for a second because we it is currently December of 2016 for those of y'all that are listening to this later on the internet, and we are in the transition right now for Donald Trump where he's going from President-elect Trump to President Trump in January, and there's a lot of interesting political appointments that are going on uh, but one of the interesting things that came out just yesterday was that scientists are in a panic trying to protect the data that is currently available from the government for fear that the incoming president by appointing and I'll have to I'm gonna have to use my notes on this one right. by appointing uh, Scott Pruitt who's the Oklahoma Attorney General who is a diehard anti-climate change guy. He's going to be in charge of the EPA. And then you got Rick Perry coming in as energy secretary. Right. If he can remember the name of it, because that was the one, right. ironically, that was the one he forgot in the debate. Right. I really think Donald Trump is trolling him on that one, and he's not actually going to appoint yeah. him. They haven't announced it yet. Yes. So Ooh, there's some good stuff about then you got, got Trump that says, in 2012, the concept of global warming was created by and for the Chinese in order to make the U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. And then Trump is also, uh, he, he sent a thing to the people in the Department of Energy, his transition team, asking them if they had gone to certain climate change conferences and the fear within the Department of Energy is not releasing that information yep. for fear that they're going to purge. I guess my point is, is the protection of the data uh, with the, by the scientists, does that mean it's actually true science and we're making it political? Is that what's really going on here or is it... Leading the other way around. The, no, I'll let, let Wyatt start on this one. The science and the data is, is going to be there regardless of who's running the government, of what agenda is at play. 
that that science and that data is factual. Bring it, come on. Yeah. I don't bite that hard. Unless you like it that way. <laughs> I was just saying, see what the point is, because it doesn't matter. Speaking it's to the mic. It's available at public universities around the world where it say matches up. It's this thing called peer review, which is what actual science is. But, but see, that's what ClimateGate per produced. <laughs> we don't have peer review. We have somebody in, in a tower <laughs> that's do. getting paid. If you have one dissenting view and a hundred papers that say the other thing, then they go with the a hundred papers that agree. Just because you have five scientists saying one thing and they're excused out of science, then they get kicked but, out. Well, because that's how it works. Yeah, well, let's talk about East Anglia. What it produced is they were faking the science. They were they trying were to limit. the facts. The University of East Anglia proved that they were faking stuff to prove climate science. No, from the I'm standing UK up at this point. Newspaper. Let, 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 me, let me just be clear. My whole point in bringing up ClimateGate is not to say that there are five scientists in the entire world that are arguing against four scientists within this East Anglia University. What I'm trying to say is that you have scientists out there that are pushing an agenda who say, I don't like those results, so let's change those. I, I, I do that as a criminal defense attorney. I don't show the state attorney my client's complete record when it comes to school because they failed their first year because they were drinking the entire time and probably driving. But I show them the A's they got when they actually applied themselves, and I try to present the positive side of it. And I'm doing that because I'm pushing an agenda. I'm pushing my client's agenda. My point is... The agenda they're trying to push right now is if you were to actually take 66 million years worth of data and show that our climate is changing, it is changing. It, it, it is. I agree. But it is nowhere near the level they're trying to say it is because of us, because of humans. They're trying to say that we humans are causing such a spike in the, the, the climate right now that we end up in a position that we are going to cause the end of the universe. And we are not going to cause the end of the universe. We haven't even begun to discuss the solar flare effect on our temperature period. There are a, there are a trillion, and I don't even know what the word is, but what's, what's the word above a trillion? Quintillion. Quintillion. I'm not a science major. I'm not a mathematics major. There are many things that go beyond what our science presents right now. I can tell you that if you drink a ton of milk, that that, is, that in and of itself is going to be poisonous to you. And I don't know that for a fact right now, but I'm sure if you were to drink a ton of milk, if I were to Google that, yeah. The same way, the same way that the water challenge killed somebody in Atlanta. It happens. But if we take such a small example, if we take such a, such a small exhibit for a science experiment, we are going to come up with the result that we want. If we take a, a look at the true picture, which is the problem with ClimateGate, is that ClimateGate shows that these scientists are taking a small picture to prove what they want. Since the past three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, has temperature increased? Yes, it has. But if you look at the 66 million years of data for the ocean heat content, the climate is lower than it has been back then. And so the problem we have there is you've got scientists that are only taking a small sliver of data, improving their agenda, and they're right. That during that time, it happens. I'm limited by this cord. Don't laugh at me. And so we run into that situation that when you take this small sliver of data, if you look at the past, oh, that's true. If you look at the past year of my life, I drink a lot. 
And if you were to back up over my entire life and use the last year of my drinking habits, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm probably dead right now, but but that's an argument for another day. But you, you don't find any correlation that there's like correlation to causation. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean causation, but still, why? Like, okay. Is it that in the it, last? Let, let's let uh, Wyatt jump in. So, years here. Yeah, you're, so so you reference right. <laughs> so so you reference. You reference climate change or the, uh, the the change in temperature over the last 66 million years, right? Right. Okay. So how do how do we get that information? I I, I sat down and looked at different research studies, mainly no, 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 Rosenthal no, no. from I'm, 2013. Like, I mean, how do we just pull these numbers out of our ass or like? No, we. we oh, no, oh, no. If, no, we if, look at research from past actual facts, whereas. Climate change okay. is based on future computer models. Okay, okay. Guesses. Okay. Which have been... I get where the hurricane's let me, going in the summertime. Excuse me. Let me, let me ask him. That they can predict where excuse the climate's me. going 100 years, 200 wait, years Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. That is not what I... Just never predicted that's not what I'm asking. Time out. That's I had not what to I'm evacuate, asking. and that hurricane didn't do shit to my place. All right. Okay. But let the man speak. Okay. So, so that data over the last 66 million years, how did we get that data? Through the ocean heat content. It, okay. Pulling but sediments from well below anywhere I could possibly reach in one breath. Okay. And do you know how we read that sediment? Science. Okay, okay. But it's not just science. What we use is carbon dating, right? Well, so, well carbon okay. data is science. No, carbon dating, right? Carbon dating is science. Okay. Is okay. it not? It is. It is. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get is, is the process, right? So... If, if we used carbon dating, and that the way that we pulled that information is actually from ice cores taken either from Antarctica or, or the Arctic, and we drill those, those ice cores, we go, you know, I don't know how many feet down, but they drill all the way down, and they pull this ice core, and then what happens is basically there's, there's sediment that contains carbon, and, and that carbon, it, it decays over, uh, over a long time, right? So, so carbon degrades from like uh, carbon 14 down to carbon 12. And by reading, by reading the isotopes, you're able to figure out how long that, that carbon has been decaying, right? So right. You, and not only that, but you can, you can tell the temperature from that, right? And that's how they're able to drive it, among other things. Right. Okay. So that same data that you're referencing that goes back 66 million years ago, and if you want to use that information to, to back up your your claims on, on the different glacial periods that are um, coming and going, right? Because that was another statement that you made before, right? right? Okay. So we're going to use this information. And if you use that same information, and this is without any bias, this is just the information that is recorded from, from carbon dating of those right. ice cores, you get a graph no, that... No, 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 not from ice cores. Yeah. That's from sediment from the ocean. From varying depths at, at registered and, points for and, and, and including errors. Okay, and, and how do you get a gradient of of sediment and the ocean over a long period of time? You measure. Okay, but I mean, like, if you have sediment, sediment is just stuff that's floating around at the bottom of the ocean. No, right? it's, not, it's not just it's not just floating at the sediment. They're, they're drilling within the ocean, and okay, it's already it's but already it, established. Okay, but if if the ocean is just floating around, right? Come on. H you, okay. You go to the ocean bed. Well, I, let, let me let me let me just time out. What is the, what the, is the, sediment? What the, is sediment to you? The, let me let me just I'm gonna cut you off and I know I know go it's ahead, rude. Go ahead. The graph you're reading, it says you are here. 
and that shows maybe about an eighth of no. the graph, right? I'm talking. I'm about talking this about one. this. Oh, okay. You're talking about the top. Yeah. All right. It goes up. It goes down. Right. Okay. It goes up. It goes down. You are here. Correct. It goes up here. Okay. What? 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 It, what is? All right. You're talking about CO2 parts in the air. What effect has CO2 parts in the air had on the climate? Are we not 0.2 degrees Celsius? Celsius do you, do you want to see where the... we are? 66 million. I'm, I'm sorry. I have a slight speech impediment due to and sponsored by Bullet Rye, uh, the bourbon you want to go for. But the point is, are we not 0.2? I know I'm boring everybody out there, but are we not 0.2 degrees Celsius below what we were 66 million years ago? No, that's we're incorrect. not. We're not. How are we not? And, and not only that, but what I'll, data do you have? On what basis? On what there, scientific been, graph do we have there, that says we are warmer than we were 66 million years ago? What data do you have? I, the, the same data that you're using. Don't Which same data? The data on 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 Yellow. carbon Online? dating. Every, what did you get? What did you get? Did you go to the library instead? You I, went to you went online as well. I know you did. No, 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 no. I, I'm old school. I went to the library. Okay, okay. I sat down, and I read a book, and I pulled a catalog. Please don't charge me because I was supposed to return okay. the book yesterday. The point is, the data shows we go up, we go down. At the end of the day, even if, even if, and I'm, I'm going to piss a bunch of people off here that are on my side, even if right now the temperature on average is warmer than we were before is because of man-made climate change. Notice the connotation. If you look at the historical data, it makes no difference. That's for you slow listeners out there. Okay. But go ahead, Tony. I'd like to order a pizza. <laughs> Topped with tears. Zach. Okay. My question basically Wyatt. is it's Wyatt. Wyatt. Oh my gosh. I do. I do. Give him a little bit of credit. The Wyatt. guy. The guy has his shit together. I'll give him I that. I do. I do. I do apologize, Wyatt. <laughs> well, the audience is too drunk to debate. Uh, yeah. All right. Audience is incapacitated. Please remove. I need a good DUI lawyer in here. <laughs> My question is this. Did you not know what you signed up for? I'm parked next to you. you I gotta do realize eat. this, right? You still gotta drive. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, to what end? What? I'm going to sleep at the if, office. If whatever you say is true, what laws would you impose to people, or what regulations would you impose to business for them to conform to your ideology that climate change is real? Well, okay. The thing is, that's, that's a lot further beyond than we're at right now. No, not really. It is, because we're still debating on whether climate change exists or not and whether it's anthropogenic. <laughs> no, 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 no. I admit that climate change exists. Man-made does not. Right. So what climate I'm trying to, change exists. What I am trying to establish is the connection between, between being man-made and climate change. I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> okay, so here's a, here's a simple thing. Should people drive cars that get X miles a gallon? Where are the girls in the crowd? I can throw this. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you that there should be companies that manufacture cars that get better mileage, and I'll tell you why. You I'll tell you. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because GM. Do you know why GM and Ford had all these problems with bankruptcy? No. 
because they couldn't sell across overseas. Yeah. <laughs> You have you have when, cars when, you have when, cars that are being manufactured. Yeah, when when Volkswagen no, 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 no. was was that's different. Was, it was hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me explain. Thing, Let me explain. Yeah. So, if you if I'm GM, okay, and I you, manufacture a 15 mile per gallon car, okay. What which market can I sell to? Can I you, sell? Do you, can do I you, sell to China? Do you know how? Can I sell to China? Do you know Ask, how they? Do you know how they sell the Corvette? China. Do you know how Chevy sells the Corvette? Do you go know ahead, how go ahead and tell me. Is able to sell the Corvette. Go ahead and tell me. They have to sell so many fleet vehicles that get more miles per gallon than the Chevy Corvette. You have to the, sell the point is, so many vehicles Tony, to get X amount of gallons. To Tony, sell a I got, I, I got you on this. The point is that a major company in the U.S. is able to sell a vehicle that does so poorly on emissions which is what the argument is that I'm cleaning off of everything, right. is that they produce other vehicles that are not. And so how much are those vehicles? Tell me, Bobby. Well, they're less than the others because the poor can afford those. And so, we, I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about us. The, the, the point is, what he's talking about, is that you can produce a vehicle that creates an American amount of horsepower inside of all of us. We all want that, put the floor to the... And put the pedal to the floor, but the reason that they're able to do so is because the EPA regulates them on a general basis. And so, if they create a ton of Priuses and they create a bunch of uh, Priuses—that's Toyota. I'm sorry. If they create Fleet a vehicles. bunch of vehicles that are creating 26, 27, 30 miles per gallon, they can create the nine mile per gallon Corvette because that's what the EPA has regulated them. But I haven't even begun to start talking about the constitutionality of the EPA actually being able to tell you as a human being, as a person, as to what you can do and what you can't do. And that is more in my wheelhouse and what I haven't even started to talk about and is really the biggest problem. At the end of the day, we're talking about a situation that you're trying to save the Earth, an Earth that goes through many, 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 many cycles. You're talking about regulations and laws that impede you as a person to do what you want to do. And I'm going to get disgusting on this point. But if you want to go and eat every ho-ho that you can find in Jacksonville, you can do that. But if we treated personal health the same way we treated climate change, you couldn't eat every ho-ho. You would be limited as to how many you could purchase. And that's the problem. We end up like North Korea that we're well past 8 o'clock. You have to turn off your lights. You can't read to your child. You can't sit down and make love to your wife with the lights on. You have to turn them out. That okay. is the problem when we start talking about regulation and the EPA on a well-settled science. I got to disagree with you there. We don't have a well-settled science. We have a science that is partial and that is picked and is slightly skewed based on UK, based on US, Russia, Korea. Everybody has stepped in to say that this is what the, the science should be. That's the problem we run into. And we end up with a set of regulations that are over all nations, not just our country. And we run into problems with constitutionality, and they're impeding on your constitutional rights. And that's the problem. Okay. So I, I think that argument, and I'll, we can discuss that after we get through anthropogenic I'm too drunk change. to probably go that far. Huh? I'm too drunk to probably go okay. that far. I mean, do you, do you think that the EPA should have any regulation over pollution at all? Because, I mean, it, have you looked at pictures of, of New York City in 1950s? 
within regulation, I think that there should be some control. Okay. And I use control loosely. And I, and, and I know you're on a good point. I don't know if you want to grab this guy. Are we on good on time? No, no, no. no. Keep going. Keep going. And I probably lose votes for saying this as a Republican. We should have some regulations in life. I should not be allowed to drink the amount that I have and get behind the wheel and, and drive. And, and I'm not. And that's, that's something that our society should be in place for to protect. Our society, our government should be in place to protect all of us from creating problems for the individual. But the problem is, where do you draw the line? At what point does the EPA reach such a level that they are telling you when you have to turn your lights off and when you're turning your lights on? When so, do they tell you that you're not allowed to turn the internet on and jerk off to some bimbo in Texas? Right. When do they tell you that you can do that? Okay. At what but, point do they infringe on your constitutional okay, rights? Okay. So, um, Sorry, Texas. I love you. <laughs> Okay, so my rights and your rights, they basically end as, as, soon, as, as soon as my rights uh, are imposed on yours, right? So that, if, That's if not I, always true because you have, if I'm threatening you in, in, in an aggressive manner, you have the absolute right to destroy my right to life by killing me if I'm threatening your life. Right. So there is a blurred line there at times. So, but, I mean, again, that's, that's self-preservation, and that would, be, that would be in the course if... Um, you if should was, not be allowed to look at my wife when she's naked, and that imposes upon right. my rights, and it also imposes upon your rights. Right. There and, are lines. I agree with that. Okay. But the point you're trying to make, and I'm going to cut you off. I'll let you finish. But I'm going to cut you off here and say that you're trying to get to the point that if I produce X amount of CO2, that I am infringing on your rights. And the problem there is we don't have a true measure to, to evaluate at what rate I am impinging upon your life. If I shoot you... Yes, I'm impinging upon your right to life. If I fart, how far am I infringing upon your right to life? Okay, so really, if we had information on what, what the cost of a producer of, of carbon emissions was, was causing to other people, and I mean, what, what if there actually is information on that uh, as, far as, um, as far as carbon emissions, as far as pollutants and things like that? Um, there is data... As far as um, as far as what carbon emissions and, and what pollutants, uh, what air pollutants would actually cause, as far as respiratory disorders, as far as heart disease, as far as all of these different things. So, if if you want to talk about cost of of, uh, of polluting, uh, of what you would reflect the responsibility is of the producer, there's already costs out there. It, it's really just hard to discern who's responsible for what, what amount. But if you trace back, well, you're producing this much, then sure, you could do that. But I'm, I'm saying that that information's out there. You could actually figure out how much, how much uh, a producer is actually Im imposing on someone's health. And, and that would be someone's, someone's rights, correct? At the end of the day, if I fire up my truck that gets about nine miles a gallon, sorry, mom, it costs me a lot of money to fill that tank up. It produces a good amount of CO2. I imagine. I'm not a scientist. But at what point am I supposed to say that this truck that brings me joy is impeding upon your health? What scientific fact do you have that says, by me firing up my truck that burns nine miles to the gallon, is causing you cancer, is causing you mesothelioma? is causing you to lose life. What point the fact that when I put my foot to my throttle, 
my heart starts to race. At what point do you say that that impedes upon your liberty? 10 miles a gallon? 11? 12? I mean, I'm being facetious, but the point is, at what point do you say that an individual consumer, the much that California wants to impede upon farmers to say that you can only have, I'm guessing, 900 cows that fart and, and produce methane? What point do you say you can't do this? Okay. And so what point, even to that, and even to that, I'm cutting you off, even to that point, does it impact our future? Because let's look at CO2 production over the past 66 million years. I'm looking at our geolo geological era. At what point do we say, at that point, is it creating a problem for everybody else? I acknowledge, and you are probably happy that I'm going to acknowledge this, that we as humans have begun the cycle that our temperature is now rising. But at what point do you say that it's rising to the point that Mother Earth did not predict that this is going to happen and we are initiating other changes? Right. I, I mean, you, you mean as far as, like, what, what is the deviation between what would naturally occur and what is occurring now that could be attributed to anthropogenic climate change. Well, I mean, I mean, when we took a, take a look at, I'm talking about globally period, but when we look at the science of it, what we've seen over the past 66 million years is a decrease. We have seen a couple of El Nino's. Okay, but let me, let me just say we have not seen a decrease. And I mean, if, if you look at, at the same data that we've been talking about, there's been a, a very sharp increase. Well, hang on. I'm, I'm talking about 2013. Rosenthal et al. has issued a okay, chart. But let me let me address because you you were talking about the the costs and and when when it becomes the responsibility of the user or the producer of carbon emissions. When does it become uh, their responsibility? Well, yeah, and, but, but but hang on. I'm talking about the 2013 Rosenthal and then the other scientists. I don't want right. to discredit them, but that's the only one I looked at. Right. They sat down and they showed what the climate change has done. And over the past, I'm not even going to try the word because I've had too many. Over the past geological era, what increase have we caused that we have not seen in history based on sediments, based on OHC, based on everything that scientists have produced? What cause are we having as humans that is affecting your life, your presumptive future wife, your everybody else? What cause have we made that has led to that change that is detrimental to your life? I'll tell you what. We've been doing this for an hour. Right. So God. I'm not I done. I know you're well <laughs> who who exists? I think we have I think we've exhausted the uh, the audiences. <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting. So what I'm gonna do, um, I'm gonna pose each y'all a closing question. I'm gonna let you have the last word since you got all the words in prior to this. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're, you're, an, you're an attorney. That's what y'all do. You, yeah. Look at that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, wait, wait, oh, oh, which I've said like 17 wait, times. Wait, wait, give me, just, just give me your closing argument on on why man-made climate change, just real short, why you think this is stupid and, and, and why we shouldn't be acting on it. So, at the end of the day, 18 times now, we, we have reached a point that the earth has created certain things. The earth has created fauna. The earth has created grass. Grass has overrun the different... I, I'm not even going to pretend to know the words outside of the words I've recited and I've researched. We, we are in a cycle. There are El Ninos that increase the temperature. There are certain times where we are warmer than we are colder. 
there are multitude of effects that we have had that have led to scientists saying that during this period, we are increasing the temperature. And if you look at the historical data, which I will agree, and Wyatt, you can use this in your closing argument, we humans have increased temperature. But in general, the cycles have shown we have an increase and we have a decrease of temperature. And that has led to what we have today. And what we have today is not threatened by what we do as humans. It is simply a part of the Earth's cycle. And we are just mammals upon the Earth that are creating things that the Earth has adapted to. And we as humans have adapted to it as well. The same way that we see certain species extinct before humans have come upon this Earth, the same way that we have seen species deceased because of human life. And because of that, we have ended in the certain climate that we are at now, and we end in a situation where we have the temperature that we can survive in, the same way that Alaskans can survive in Alaskan temperature, and me as a Floridian cannot stand the cold-ass temperature they have up there. But you take a humble Jacksonvillian as myself and put him in Chicago for five, seven years. Sorry, Dad, I forget. But, but I spent some time up there, and I got used to it. I will never go back. And there are people up there that will wear short sleeves, and I will wear long sleeves. And there are people down here that can handle the temperature better than I can. And it is simply a cycle upon which the Earth has promulgated, and we end up in a epoch, which, according to Wikipedia, is not the proper way to pronounce it, but I think that's the way it should be pronounced. And at the end of the day... 19 times. We are in a situation where we are, yes, trying to regulate as best we can the problems we create, but the, the regulations are further than the problems we create. And because they are based on wrong data, they are be based on data that is so short we can't see beyond our own eyes. And I will acknowledge that. And the past eight years, we have seen more regulations than we should have ever seen in the past three decades. And those, those problems we have seen have been based on El Ninos. Those problems we have faced have been based on cyclical data that is not accurate because people are suppressing the data we should have seen. And if we would have seen, we would not be suppressing ourselves to this level. Trees create oxygen. We produce trees to CO2 concentrates. Grass at the beginning of the day has produced and has prevented trees to that level of growing back in the very beginning of the 66 million era that I have talked about. And the problem we run into is that we take that for gospel, that we are causing problems, and we're not. We are simply a part of the Earth cycle, and because we are a part of the Earth cycle, which I'm not even going to say it's a problem, it's, it's a cycle, period. That's where we are today. Are we on an upswing? Sure, we're on an upswing. But at the end of the day, we are simply a part of the Earth cycle. All right, Wyatt, you're up. You're closing your argument. Why should we be taking this serious? Why do we need to care about Why is the science important? And make your pitch. So, I mean, can I, can I ask him a couple questions? Just to, you can just say yes or no. Sure. Okay. You're not going to get to just give a single word answer. We've already learned that in this debate. Seven. 
I mean, my, my biggest point from all of this, and I hope that everyone that's at least listening to this um, at least just takes this from this from this presentation. But I mean, what what if you're wrong about all of this? If you're wrong about climate change, and what what's going to happen? I, if you're right, fine, everything goes on just as well as as anything ever before. But if you're wrong, we could have some very serious implications from climate change, and that could very well mean the extinction of, of humans and any other flora and fauna on this planet. A couple of the questions that I want to ask you, and just you can just say yes or no. Do you believe in the first law of thermodynamics? And I, I, like, I'm not trying to quiz you on this, but it, it's just the, Liz, it's, uh, the law of conservation of mass, right? So things aren't being created or destroyed. They're just being uh, distributed in separate parts, right? I can spell thermodynamics, and that's about as far as I can go. Okay. We, 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 we cannot create mass. Okay. So, but, but chemistry stays as it is. Chemicals stay as drinks deep. <laughs> chemicals stay as they are. They're just being broken up. But you're conserving mass. You're conserving energy. There's nothing being taken or or destroyed in the system. Um, do you believe that the combustion of coal, natural gas, and gasoline produce carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, and water vapor? Yes. Okay. Do you believe that the atmosphere confined on this Earth by gravity cannot leave? I'll agree with you. Okay. I have no basis to and, not disagree with you. And that to further that, it's a, a relatively isolated system so that things can't really leave the Earth's atmosphere unless you have some sort of propulsion like a jet. Things cannot leave the atmosphere, but other things can affect the Earth's atmosphere, okay. yes. But, but things can come in. It's a relatively isolated system. It's like an island, right? Unlike, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Robbie, that was to save you. And... Do you also believe that the world population has increased from 1 billion in 1800 to 7.4 billion today in 2016? That's in, in 216 years, it has increased by 6.4 billion. Is that correct? That's correct. Are there no dinosaurs? Do you believe that the, the world's population today is 7.4 billion? I can only believe that based on your information. So if that's no correct. dinosaurs like you can, agree. You can Google that yourself. If, if, if no dinosaurs exist, then I agree. I'm not even right? talking about... No, there are no dinosaurs today, right? Right. Yes. Facetious. <laughs> F A no, I'm sorry. Okay. Do you believe that there are one billion cars in active use today? Around billion? the world. One billion. I figure it's probably accurate, but I can't okay. for sure say yes. So, do you also believe that 82% of the global population also has access to electricity? Is that what your research has said? 82%. I'll agree with you. Okay. Hashtag, I have no idea what I'm here. Okay. Do you believe that 90% of the global population eats meat? You know, I went 90 days without eating meat, and it was miserable. Um, if that's true, I'm sorry, but sure. Okay. Um, why, why is that relevant? That's relevant because the, the production of cattle produces a huge amount of methane, a huge amount of carbon dioxide, just to produce one pound of, of, of cattle. You're, you have to raise a cattle for years and then kill it. All right, so I know it's your closing statement, but at the end of the day, how, how much cattle do you have to produce for one human being to be alive, which produces okay. carbon dioxide? As I'm speaking right now, I'm producing carbon dioxide. Should I be limited? 
Because no, the problem is, you're trying to say that we should limit the certain amount of cattle, we should limit the certain amount of dogs, we should limit the certain amount of human beings, because we're producing CO2. As I talk to you right now, the longer I talk, the harder I talk, the, 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 more, the more I talk, I'm producing CO2. Should, this, should some agency come in and say, oh, you've reached your limit? Well, it is hate speech, but we'll get to that in a minute. Or next no, no, week. No, we're not getting in a minute. Next right. month, we'll get into that. Hate but, speech, version four. But I'm... But do, do animals produce more CO2 than, than, than humans? Well, but you just, you just put it out there. Should we put a cap on animals? Okay, if we put a cap on animals, should we put a cap on humans? Should we kill the third child that you produce? And I'm not talking about you specifically because that's very inappropriate for me to say that. But should we should we say that families can only produce two children? Should we become China? Should we become North Korea? Should we turn our lights off at 8, 8, 8, 8 p.m.? 8 a.m. because I don't want to wake up at the time. Your, your mistake was you started asking them I questions. Know. I know. And I, yeah. Skip, skip past the questions. I'm sorry. Okay. I jumped to the but, wrong job. Okay. But my, that question was really, uh, do you believe that 90% of the global population eats we're gonna, meat. We're going to consider the rest of these are going to be, um, you, you know, the uh, the type of questions you don't have to answer. <laughs> well, I, these are these are important though. That was the I, first I, one. Um, do you do you believe in the greenhouse effect? Yeah. Okay. I, I I could create a greenhouse in my backyard. My dog shits all over the place. Okay. But I mean, and, you're, and if I were to create some kind of a material out of it, yeah, I would grow the fucking best zucchinis. And I love zucchini. If anyone in this area grows zucchini, I'll buy them from you. Yeah, it's probably probably there. But but why? Please continue. I'm sorry. I'm okay. being an asshole. No, greenhouse is an effect. It absolutely is an effect. Right? No, no, no. It meant, well, I mean, arguably, arguably, it is an effect. I mean, the more CO2 we create, the more of a greenhouse. But, but atmosphere that's, but we that's, create. That's but the connection, though. It's a it, cycle of the Earth, though, is what I'm trying to put forward, is that this is a cycle of the Earth. The Earth adapts. We adapt. As humans, if you grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, you suck at football. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. But <laughs> if you grew up in Chicago, you have a thicker skin. You have more fat. You can handle the, the, the cold we weather. You can't handle it down here when it's fucking December 14th. And, and it's... Why, just, why, is, why is losing it's still a working, though. So, so, I mean, the problem is you're talking about hypotheticals that have existed. No, no, no. We, see, go ahead. Go ahead. The thing is, I didn't talk about hypotheticals at all. These are all things that, that you'll agree with that are factual, right? I've agreed with everything you've said for right. the most part without my connotations, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, all of these things are factual. All of these things, they're either a law or they're things that we can prove or that we can show, right? Um. The thing is, we can we can build a scaled greenhouse, and we can actually show that if we throw methane, if we throw carbon dioxide in that greenhouse, that it, it would actually increase. Yeah, it wasn't. Was it Blake biodome? Bortles. It was biodome, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was Blake Bortles. But I mean, we can show these on a small scale that by by introducing carbon dioxide, by introducing other greenhouse gases, that it does in fact insulate the greenhouse better. And if that's the case, if that's the case, and these are all the, uh, the other effects that, that in the last 216 billion years, or uh, in the last 216 years, that we've increased the, the population 6.4 billion? The population has increased. I agree with you. Okay. 
But 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 if we inc- I mean we go we go further we increase the population. I mean let's just back up to historical data. There there are mammals out there that have increased their population whether they're extinct or not. They reach a certain point that they can't exist. Okay. But are are those other other are those other animals using cars? Are they using uh, power plants? Are they producing machinery? Are they driving cars? They're using what God gave them. And, and what God gave them at some point reached a limit. And, and whether that is now or whether that is a thousand years or a hundred thousand years in the future, that's what God intended for us. And if you look at the historical data and take my religious argument out of it, we start to look at the, the, the fauna. We start to look at trees being destroyed by grass. I mean, God, we walk on grass. I mean, there are other, I'm not going to say races, there are other individuals out there we've walked on. And, and, and they have promulgated to the top. And at and, and that point, it's we have living beings that have reached regions that we never imagined as humans or as, as, as just you know, embryonic entities that have reached a point that we can't say that the Earth has not predicted this. The Earth can't say it. The Earth can't sit there and do a research study. The Earth is what it is, and it has produced all of these cycles, which we are a part of. And we, as humans, are ignorant to sit here and say that we can control this and we can affect this. The Earth is what it is, and the Earth has produced us. I've got my religious beliefs, but I'll ignore those for a minute. The Earth has produced certain entities that have created certain situations where certain parts of what it has created can survive. And you're either saying that the earth is masochistic and and, and sadist, that the point that it's just going to kill off whatever the hell it wants, or we, as a human, as humans, are masochistic or sadist, and we want to kill everything else, and that's not what it is. The earth has created a scenario that we can perceive, that we can live in, and that we can perceive. So this is supposed to be White's closing arguments. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is what happens when you have an attorney here. Right. So, I mean, what I'm not... What I'm not saying is that we're masochistic or sadistic or that the earth is sadistic or that there's someone out there that has a plan for us. What I'm trying to say is that the earth really doesn't care. It, it's, it's agnostic as, as far as whether someone lives on it or not. But you look at other planets that, that might have been habitable. Uh, you look at Mars. You look at uh, all these other planets that, that have existed in, in our, uh, our galaxy and the universe, and there's no life on them. What if this is actually an occurrence that happens through the universe that there's intelligent life forms that actually come to be and then they kill themselves through climate change, through global warming, and they don't exist anymore? <laughs> Just to finish my argument, um, you know, I've never seen grass to kill off trees before. As far as climate gate, you know, that's a couple of scientists out of the thousands <laughs> that you're basing your theories on. That's, that's a couple scientists out of thousands, and they came after the people that actually first came up with the theory and, and the idea of climate change. And also, I mean, if you look at the graphs, there's plenty of graphs out there that, that look at the, uh, the historical levels through different glacial periods. And um, if you look at from the, last, from the last 300 years, it has spiked out of control. It is... It is rapidly increasing in the in the amount of carbon emissions, and I realize I'm kind of taking advantage of this—the the fact that your <laughs> that your mic is cut off. But I, I mean, 
I think that there's plenty of research out there for climate change, uh, regardless or not of uh, climate gate. There's there's still very substantial information. I mean, what if we're wrong about all this? If we're wrong, we are screwed. We are absolutely screwed. So you've, you've, been li you've been listening to a shot of politics. <laughs> this was a uh, entertaining debate, to say the least. I, I feel bad for, for Wyatt because... I'm an attorney. Kyle, well, no, no, I, I feel bad for Wyatt because Kyle, not only is Kyle an attorney, but he brought all his friends. And they <laughs> <Yeah>. monopolized <laughs> the microphone. Hey, well, and, I don't and, claim them. So uh, I, I do appreciate both of y'all coming out. Um, this will be available on uh, iTunes. On, you go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hop in, right. So I know my mic was cut off earlier, but uh, <laughs> I do appreciate Wyatt that uh, he came out here and, and did this. I mean, look. <laughs> At the end of the day, we all agree that we should be somewhat environmental conscious. No. I mean, there are certain levels we no. should address. No. I should probably not drive my nine miles per gallon miles. truck. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we have to put aside politics. We have to put aside those that drive our own agendas. And we should focus on what makes all of us better in the, in, in the end of the day for my 22nd time, I think, at this point. And I appreciate the opportunity. Can I just Go say ahead. one more thing? No, okay. So, I mean, regardless of whether uh, climate change is, is true or not, um, I, we're all Americans anyway, right? So, um, it, <laughs> if it is true, if climate change is true, then it, it should you know, behoove us to secure ourselves from climate change. And if it's not, then, you know, then we're fine anyway. But as far as being Americans, we have to... You know, regardless of politics, we need to take care of each other. All right. So this has been a shot of politics. I said that you can follow. Still cut off. You can follow this on iTunes. Please subscribe on iTunes. A shot of politics. You can also visit visit our visit our website, a shot of politics .com, and follow us on Facebook. And we'll be back next month. If you are interested in participating next month on a different topic, let me know. We are always looking for guests to come come and debate, and we look open on issues. So. We will see you next month.